Fancy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcast for Game Week 9 preview. It has been a minute. Welcome back to everyone. Um, hope you've all been well and enjoyed the international break. Come back refreshed. Um, if you are new around here, please make sure you give our podcast or video some love with a like, rating or review, uh, as well as a subscription. Find all the details down below in the description. Uh, let's say hello to our guests who have joined us in the studio today. I'm joined by Ollie Walker-Peel, the FPL Reverend, and of course, Chazza Roberts. We'll go to Ollie first. Ollie, how are we, buddy? Very well, mate. Very, very well. Obviously, buzzing that obviously the socials a week away. Had a bit of news as well in Australia with the Premier League. We've got another Australian in the Premier League. So, um, you know, a bit of news from down under with uh, with Garan Qualls moved to Newcastle confirmed. So, yeah, we're all, we're all doing all right, mate. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, everything's good, mate. And obviously, yeah, you touched on a couple of things there. The FPL social, we'll touch on that just a little bit later. And of course, we haven't got our uh, Newcastle uh, correspondent in, in with us today for a change. He's uh, He's been on the missing list for a while as Elliot Craig. We do miss him. Uh, and he can give us a bit of love uh, about uh, the Central Coast Mariners signing, hopefully very shortly. But the Reverend, how are you, sir? Well, mate, I've been a bit heavy this week, carrying all your sin around with me, to be honest. <laughs> No, it's, it's been great. It's been great. I, I think, you know, we've had a good little uh, international break. And so we made some content where we had a bit of a laugh and, and Jack did his um, FPL confessions. So, so that, that was great fun. I've enjoyed making that. We're looking forward to getting stuck back into a bit more serious FPL now. Yeah, well, buzzing to have you back, mate. And yes, we did have a good laugh on the confessions booth. If you haven't watched that already, head to our YouTube uh, channel. It's on the playlist there, uh, the confession booth. Um, that's where all your sins can be forgiven, possibly, uh, possibly not. But uh, yeah, I did my little section with Reverend uh, during, during the international break. So yeah, give that a watch and let us know what you think. We had a good laugh. But over to our resident Aussie, uh, Chazza Roberts, um, we haven't seen him for a while. He's been a bit quiet as well. Have you been training for a triathlon, Chazza? The season started. Now umpiring is done. We've got to train off the upcoming triathlon season with the first race starting on the 28th of November. Good evening to you all. It's been an international break. It's just been nice to just completely have a break from FPL. We've had busy life commitments just like every human being on the planet has. But we're ready to get stuck into it again. And it's a bit unsure in terms of what part of the fantasy landscape we start talking about first. Well, as always in in the uh, in the FPL Addicts podcast, we we're going to go back back to a couple of weeks ago. We'll take your cash your minds back to when uh, in game week eight we had our obviously uh, our points and scores. So we're going to check them out as we go along. But if you didn't catch already, we did uh, Chazarand uh, the Reverend did do the game week review as well uh, during the first week of the international break to go back through game week eight. Um, so if you haven't caught up on that already, get on that. There's a couple of picks in there from the guys and a few stats being thrown out by the Reverend. He goes into his XGs and XAs and Chris Reed, who's not on the podcast tonight, he gets a couple of mentions about his XZs because he's usually asleep. So if we go into um, obviously the previous game week, we're just going to review our teams. Um, we'll have a look into the league first. I'll bring that up in just a second. So uh, let's have a look on here. Uh, podcast league. Here we go. And top of the league, would you believe I am still there sitting pretty? Can you believe that? How many game weeks are we in now? Ninth game week, still top of the league. But we will start. I'll tell you what, we'll start at the top. We'll start with me first and we'll get uh, get me out of the way. Uh, and we'll go work our way down to the bottom where uh, our chatter is. 
But listen, I can laugh about this for now because I know it's not going to last forever. I'll take my moment. We're a third way through the league. Um, so I'll, I'll have my moment. But if we start in 57 points, two game week transfers made that week. Cancelo, obviously, the standout in my defence. Um, happy days. But Son was the pick in there. I was obviously buzzing, bringing him in. He got the hat trick in 13 minutes when he came on. Everyone knows about that now. He's he kind of got his form back in that game. He needed that big time. And he was a, he was a great last kind of minute pick for all those managers that successfully picked him. Uh, pretty quiet elsewhere in midfield with Martinelli and Andreas. Not doing much, but um, obviously the big man, Haaland, didn't didn't haul as big as what he's, he has been doing, but he got the 12 points because he had the band on, um, captain's armband and Jesus. But obviously a couple of players on my bench not playing, uh, obviously due to uh, the, you know, the... You know, the Queen's funeral, but of course also the strike in that affected that Crystal Palace game. But 57 points, I can't complain with that at all. Really happy, and you know, I went into the international break pretty pretty pleased, knowing that I'm you know you know sitting pretty at the top. But elsewhere, second place, the Reverend. Let's get on to you, mate, and uh, tell us about your team, pal. Well, but before I go into my team, I just want to tell everyone how salty I was because as soon as I heard that. Son had scored a hat-trick. I immediately thought of Jack across the world. And let me tell you, I was <laughs> fuming. Absolutely fuming. Because if it wasn't for Son, I'd I'd be top of the league today. You know, Jack went with him. It was a proper gut pick and fair play to you, mate. However, his expected minutes were awful. And he was subbed on. And he did bag a really lucky hattie. He scored three goals off 0.3. Six three nine xg something daft like that. It's scored a few screamers. Obviously, you don't get to play against Danny Ward every week, but um, how good were the goals? Yeah. Though, eh? How good were the goals? I'm, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm they were great, but I'm, I'm I am salt, I am pure <laughs> salt right now. <laughs> go on, get into your team mate. anyway. Yeah, let, let's go anyway. Uh, Danny Ward with his usual appearance there in, in net. Um, his fixtures do look like the turning. I've also got Iverson just in case they drop him. But I am going to be looking to move him on um at some point soon because I've suffered for too long. Um do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Saliba, obviously, um getting in there with the clean sheet and the goal was great. Perisic in there um being an absolute troll because you know, obviously getting the assist, but then also going off and then getting booked when he was on the bench it just meant <laughs> um, it was it was awful for all of us FPL managers who owned him um, got a, getting a little bit frustrated as well with um, players like Ward Prowse um, just not doing the business, just not ticking over like I thought he would, so um, he's going to be moving on this week as well, um, but it, it was quite, quite nice this week because um, I was able to not make any transfers. That was the main thing about this week. It was all about just surviving the game week um, because obviously uh, you can see my bench there is a very expensive bench with James, Trent and Salah. So, you know, to, to only finish uh, four points behind my main mini league rival, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it and we'll go into next week. No, it's in good score, mate, but not good enough. Close, but no cigar, as they say. It's <laughs> true. Close, it's but very... no son. <laughs> but, yeah, even better, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one, mate. But uh, elsewhere, Reedy, he actually stepped up um, stepped up his campaign this this season. 67 points from the big man. 
he couldn't make it on today. He's too busy, apparently. Too busy for FPL. Don't know what that's about. But um, yeah, Reed is Renegades. Third place, climbing above Ollie Walker Peel. So, Ollie, talk us through your teammate. 40 points from Morton. Here's a hoot. Yeah, I'm the Jose Mourinho of this podcast, lads, because I prefer not to speak. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> this week was horrendous. It's 36 points, if you actually think about it, because I took a hit to get here. And I took a hit to bring in Rashford because I was thinking long-term, who's now injured. I've had a couple of howlers in a row here. Let's have a look at the positives. Haaland, okay, he did something. If I had a captain Harry Kane, that would have been mint. I didn't. My team's down to its bare bones. I'm really struggling. And if this was the real world, I think I'd be getting my P45. And somehow, I'm still not bottom of the league. So, Chaz... Book your ideas up, son, because the fact that you're losing to me is absolutely horrendous the season that I've had so far. So I'm on the chopping block at the moment. I'm I'm the Scott Parker. I suppose Watford must have employed me because, you know, I'm, I'm on the way out the door, I reckon. Um, but on a serious note, it's been an awful start to the season. Look how bad that team is. It looks awful, doesn't it? Looks absolutely horrendous. At least I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold and Salah to... The games we start in 11 and provide some reinforcements because, my word, I need it. I'm not two and a half million OR. Like, can we just end the season already? <laughs> Mate, I've got, to, I've got to say that, like, you know, I know where me and Mike are in the comments are joking, saying we're going to get our smallest violin out for you. But you are genuinely cursed this season. You're genuinely cursed. Like, as soon as you bring in a player, they get injured. As soon as you sell a player, they haul. I do not know. What on earth is going on with you, man? Care. I don't need a confession. I need an exorcism. Because <laughs> at the minute, I just can't get any luck whatsoever. And it's horrible. Like, I bring Rashford in. He gets injured. Patterson gets injured. I don't know what. You can look anywhere else in that team. It just looks awful. So... I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, there's really not much more I can say than that. I, th I think, Ollie, obviously when we go through your preview team, you better yeah. let everyone know who you're bringing, who you're bringing in, so who not yeah. to get in, in case you well, get injured, right? Yeah. yeah. I think the only thing is, this is probably my worst FPL um, point in my FPL career so far. Oof. So the only, the positive about that is it can only go up from here. Only a sacking can and uh, Jack's internet can't save him. So uh, <laughs> there you go, Jack. Um, but yeah, for me, it's a really poor week, let's be honest. But um, mm. I didn't quite have as bad a week as, um, as as some others. And I think there was two million people that finished below me. So uh, I suppose that's the positive. That's the one yeah. thing I can take out of it. Two million people finished below me. And if you are one of these two million people, I don't know how you do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but Chaz, mate, how you are below me in this league table, mate? I would Look, never so, know. Ollie, I'll get my talking now. You may be above me, but what you don't have on you right now is a lovely Turexy triathlon swim cap. Now, if, <laughs> well, if you want to give me an analogy, I am deep, deep underwater, and I'm probably on the verge of drowning. But let's go uh, straight to the team. Jack, fire away. Thank you for coming. So, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, you're in, mate. Let's go. That's positive. Let's scroll down. Let's have a look at all the buzzer beaters for this week. Thank you for coming. Cancelo, Patterson. Let's just say same but different numbers. If you just flick it upside down, it's sort of the scores. 
Cancelo with a nine, Patterson with a six, but now he's off for Bath. De Bruyne was, at, was in fairness, a good transfer. But who went out? The guy scored a hat-trick. 13 minutes on field, coming off the bench. So welcome back to the Warrior, mean. I've won, but at what cost? Let's go to the front line. Now, we've seen front lines in armies, but this front line right now, excuse my French, a shit show. Harland, skipper, only got a goal. Hazus got a goal. Mitrovic, I mean, Fulham went quick fire Bane and he was nowhere near it. Harrison is just a dead man walking and so is the entire bench. So 52 points. Don't really know what direction from here. And if I'm going to be dead honest, just due to the amount of life commitments at the moment, haven't devoted as much time as I would ideally like. But at the end of the day, we live to fight another game week. And there's the other three clowns right now listening to my absolute waffle. So there you have it. That's my brief recap on my team. I think that's the closest you've been to us all season, Chaz, with that score, with your, you know, your weekly score. So I think you've done all right there, to be fair, mate. Jack, can we move on? <laughs> but we will move on very swiftly, mate. mate he's he's given it large just because he's, he's at the top of the league. It's it's the first time he's, he's been there in his life. He doesn't quite know how to handle himself, to be well, fair. Is, I, I, just, I, I read your book, Rev. This is why. Oh, right. My book? Which book was that? A, a, a book of bragging. <laughs> do you remember game week one that you put your green screen on and you were top of the league? Do you remember that? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we have to pull that back up, mate, because I'm pretty sure you were giving it bigger than for one week. Um, I, was, so... I was giving it absolute large beans, wasn't I? You were, <laughs> and you then did, a wild card. <laughs> it, it was your debut and you, you absolutely panicked making the wild card in game week two. Yeah, but lost me head. Ed's gone. You did, you did lose your head. I can't believe you didn't. I thought you were going to free hit in game week three. But listen, moving on, guys, we are... Um, Net this well, we are seven days away pretty much. If you're watching this today, we are nearly seven days away from the FPL social. If you've not heard about the social uh, by now and you're based in Sydney, it is um, Australia's biggest FPL meetup. So, me, Ollie, Elliot, and Chaz, listen, Mikey would be coming if he could, but we're all meeting up. We're heading over to um, over to, to Sydney for a meetup with some of them, um, you know. You know, some of uh, FPL's biggest content creators in, in New South Wales. Very excited. Um, we're going to be hosting some FPL debates. We've got a couple of different subjects we're going to debate about, do Q&A with those content creators, as well as um, have some Soccer AM style challenges on the pitch. Now, this is all based at Australia's biggest and best football store, Ultra Football. It's where we hosted the FPL uh, social in Melbourne back in February. And now we're going um, to Sydney to the ultra football there. So we've got around, I think around between 30 and 40 people already coming. There are still tickets available. We're going to be having a few beers, a few, a few shandies in there. Uh, lots, obviously plenty of the football food, pub grub. Um, and we're going to be heading to the uh, the big blue game um, in the A-League before going to watch Premier League live in the evening into the early hours, of course. Um, with lots of football fans and the supporters club in Sydney. So super excited. Uh, Ollie, I'm sure you're buzzing. You were there in February. Uh, you know How excited are you for this and what, what can they expect? And don't give away the special guest appearance, please, while you're on air. <laughs> yeah, no, what I will say about the special guest, the only thing I'll say, very, very esteemed guest. That's all I'll say about that. But regarding the FPL Social, it was a wonderful event in Melbourne. We're going to step it up this time, so it's going to be even better than what we had because 
there is levels to this and we are increasing the levels. Um, the same team behind it, the same wonderful team, some slightly different panellists. So we're going to get some, some new thoughts into things, which will be brilliant. A load of spreadsheets. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, again, there's, there's quality people. Everybody there um, in Sydney next week will be a quality, quality person who's going to give you the time of day. Um, and if nothing else, we're not the best FPL managers. We're certainly not. You can go elsewhere for your FPL advice, but it's going to be a wonderful community. It's going to be a wonderful bit of banter. There'll be a lot of fun, a lot of football, a lot of fantasy. What more could you want? Well, I, I want a bit of Captain's Corner with Chaz. That's all I want at FPL Social. So we're going to be previewing game week 10. But Chazza, you must be excited for this one. That's where your story all began. And you're, you're excited to be uh, coming again. You're going interstate with us, part of the FBL Addicts team on the couch. You're buzzing? Any chance I can cancel my ticket, considering uh, how my season's panned out so far? It's just so it's transpiring at the moment. <laughs> like, if you want well, it all serious, I'm, <laughs> I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I really am. A new adventure just happening all over again, a bit of a sense of deja vu, but this time in a different position, delivering a certain segment, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Wish I could devote more stats at the moment, which I know I can, but I haven't been able to get around to the time and effort. But with more time freed up of it in the coming weeks, should be able to get to it. But in the event itself, it was a fantastic one in Melbourne last time around, buzzing for it, mainly for the soccer match and the banter and also the drinks that are on offer. If I have to say it as it is. <laughs> Listen, you can say as it is, as you always do, my friend. But we are very excited. If you want to attend, we'll wrap this up now, but fplsocial.com.au. Visit the website, grab your ticket, grab a ticket to the game afterwards. We're going to be heading to the A-League game and into the CBD in the evening. If you're on your own, feel free to come on your own. That's what it's all about. Meet up with like-minded people. Plenty of FPL, plenty of nonsense, plenty of banter. But let's move on with the show. Hopefully we'll see you next week. But elsewhere in our member leagues, let's get into this. So member league, member league manager of the week, game week eight. The winner was Josh Carnivale. It was his birthday on the same day and he came manager of the week. So buzzing for him. Happy birthday to you, my friend. And then the manager of the month for um, last month, for the month as well, was split between Josh and also Martin Watchcorn, who won uh, the manager of the week for game week six. Only two game weeks uh, managers, well, two game week scores were counting that manager of the month, but them, uh, them guys obviously split that at the top. So well done. Elsewhere in our public league, uh, which is our biggest competition, Navendra is sitting on top on 488 points. Uh, so a cracking effort from him. But in the women's league, uh, Her Majesty Ella Melch is still sits on top with 491 points, 491 points, three, three points above Navendra there. So she is killing it in there. I think she's been top for around five or six weeks now. So congratulations to you. And finally, in our members head-to-head, -head, which is a bit of a different format, 16 managers, uh, Donald Breslin, who is coming to the FBL Social as well from the Central Coast. He's sitting on top with 17 points. Uh, one point clear of the top um, and the admin with our team were in joint six on 13 points so not too bad in there but as always we want to just give a mention to Bonus Bank who are our sponsor on the podcast this season uh, they have provided us and all of you guys as well with a free fantasy football tool to use to try and win your mini leagues um, so they've got a they bring together all the probabilities from all the bookies um, obviously all the bookies out there who you know 
you know, predicting all these scores and see, you see what best odds to represent and they, they create some probability percentages for us. So in third place this week for clean sheets. So the probability, so this could help with your defensive picks. Not too sure about this one, but they are up there. 38% West Ham with a clean sheet probability of 38%. Um, obviously not had a great start to the season. Been very difficult for them. Second place, Manchester City. I had a triple up at the start of the season, but they did start leaking a few goals, but they're starting to creep back up. But they're playing against Manchester United. Don't know what's going to happen in this game. Could be could be a draw. We could pull some out of the bag, United. But 40% chance of a clean sheet. And at the top of the league, Liverpool are down as having a... 43% chance of having a clean sheet and the top players to score probabilities. So third place, third place is that man, Mo Salah, 44% chance probability of scoring at any time against Brighton. Second place, he's up there still, Julian Alvarez, uh, the little mini Aguero, 46% uh, chance. And in first place, of course, Mr. Holland himself, on 56% chance probabilities. Um, but I think Mo Salah is still a bit of a talking point in there, whether you know he's, he's left a lot of teams um, and if, you know he's still one of the most transferred out, but we'll get onto that shortly. But let's get into the preview for this week. We've got that, those stats out of the way, but check out the Fantasy Football tool. It is in our description below, free to use, and it may just help you guide into uh, this game week, some of those last-minute decisions. All right, let's get into this discussion. Game week preview chat. Here we're going to first the forward structure, three up top. What's the merit for a budget enabler? A couple of points there. Who, who came up with this one? Oh, this is May last minute. Right, go on then, Chazza. Take this away. What do you want to talk about, mate? from the clouds, but before I mention... My talking point. Can I just mention, go back to bonus bank. Are they brain dead or something? Considering West Ham are first for something. Like, well, the first, against... not first. <laughs> oh, first. Jeez, it's been a long day. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I mean, they're playing Portuguese football club on Saturday, in fairness. And they've come up with that stat. I know. 38%. And a nation which only scores goals and can't defend. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, they can't. <laughs> Just so useless. Anyways. Well, it's those bookies, mate. It's those bookies, mate. But Bonus yeah. Bank are there to take advantage of the bonuses. So it's not their fault. <laughs> you watch them win one nil after me saying. <laughs> there we go. You've heard it here first. But, but go on, mate. Get on to your point. Yes. So we took, in contrast to last season, the third striker spot was relatively dead. We couldn't really have anyone. And sometimes... There were managers using Emmanuel Dennis from Watford as a second striker. But now this season, there's more reasoning to have a third striker, especially with the rise of Mitrovic, Tony, Gabriel Jesus, and we'll probably have one or both of Erling Haaland or Harry Kane. But the budget conversation now comes with especially Dominic Solank from Bournemouth. We see Bournemouth are off a good run now. From what I heard, he's got a roughly 1% ownership, about 5.7 million too. So he's coming part of a conversation. But when you're considering bench depth, especially in the long run, before and after World Cup, you may actually want that too. Can Because players are, may even be rotated. There's blanks coming up, especially at Arsenal and Man City. So 
And I to understand that some are going to have four to five Arsenal Man City players and you'd want bench players to try and cover their losses in that game week. That's my post. Mate, I like, I like it. I've got one for you because I'm going to bring the Reverend into this conversation about uh, Solanke. What did you say about Solanke this morning, Rev? Well, mate, uh, every week I do a hot tip of the week and obviously um, if you do take half a look at FPL Twitter... Right now, they think Dominic Solanke is like the the messiah right now. I want to say he's not the messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Um, because, like, so for me, um, Bournemouth, um, they've got a total, by the way, a total XG this season of 3.16. And that puts them 20th in the league for, for XG, right? And... And if you look at the, the table, 19th in the league is, is Aston Villa. And they've got more than twice their XG at 6.3. So if you if you wanted an indication of how far off Bournemouth are in terms of creating chances, then, you know, the XG stats are there to, to say that they're a total avoid. Some people might try and counter-argue with me and say, well, you know, you've got to look at Bournemouth's fixtures and the fixtures that they've had. And they've obviously... and, and I'm not denying that they've had a difficult run, but I think also Fulham have had a difficult run as well. And Mitrovic, who've come, who's come from the same level, come from the Championship into the Premier League, hasn't struggled anywhere near as much as him. I, I, I I'm going to put my neck on the line right now. I'm going to say Solanke is a total avoid. Wow. There's the hot tip for this week from the Reverend is Solanke avoid. Do you think it's a bit of a... I'm just going to throw it out with the Scott Parker syndrome. Like, obviously, uh, Mitro didn't do great in the uh, in the Premier League with Fulham. He hasn't done great in, the, in with Bournemouth. Obviously, now he's gone. He's out. But is there a bit of that in there with Solanke? Because he hasn't shown his full potential, maybe. Are you being too harsh, is what I'm saying? The the, the stats, are, stats don't lie. That's what I like about numbers. They're just so honest. You know, he, he's had one game out of seven where he's had attack and returns so far. And, you know, it's not like Bournemouth for creating a lot. Like, I, I, I won't... Like, if there are some upsides, like, I'll try and, you know, argue for him for a second. Is that, you know, Bournemouth do have good fixtures. He is cheap and he is nailed. But I think so's so's Tony. <laughs> you know, like... There's just, it doesn't look like something I would move to personally when there are so many other proven assets out there who are doing the business. It just feels too risky. He's too risky for me. But if, if you're doing it and you've got the stones to do it, I, I can respect it at least, you know? Yeah, fair enough, mate. All, um, I think we take your point on there and I think that Tony's a, the good shout and that goes on to most transfer players in this week. Um, I've, I've noted, obviously, a couple down, but 336,000 managers, James Madison has come in, 7.7% ownership only at the minute still, but that man, Tony, 22% ownership he's got now, 330,000 transfers in already and uh, that guy, Saliba, 280,000 uh, transfers in so they're kind of the top three transfers but Tony is he is he on your top of your list Oli Walker Peel could, could you have, have you got, already got him in or can you find a way for him uh, he's not I mean with, with Mitrovic obviously we talked about Mitrovic he might be injured this week 
if he is, then that might be the move I might make. I was going to roll over, but I might. I said, I don't want to take another hit, but the way my team's looking at the minute, I might. Please do. Please do. It'd be amazing. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why you're saying that, Charles. I wonder why. Um, But that would make feasible sense. Um, At the minute, I've got Haaland, Kane and Mitrovic. Was probably a bad decision to get Harlan and Kane looking back, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, <laughs> look, I think I've got more pressing matters than my front line. I think my front line is relatively okay um, compared to everything else in my team, which is an absolute shambles. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look elsewhere. Um, just quickly, if I can just go back to Solanke, I saw a comment in there from Blue Footed, I think it was, who said you can't assess a team based on a previous manager. I agree with it to a point. I would like to see Bournemouth under a new manager. But, you know, the other side of the same coin, I don't think any manager that's going to come into that Bournemouth side is going to revolutionise them to a point where their assets are viable. That's what I will say. So I, I, I take the point on board about, obviously, Bournemouth getting a new manager. New manager bounce exists. That's a thing. And it probably will happen. But is there a manager in the world that can get so much out of that Bournemouth side that their assets can become viable. Personally, I don't think so. I think they're on a, a one-way ticket back down to the Championship to travel to Wewood again next season. But, but <laughs> I thought I thought actually you were going to uh, name a manager and that light bulb next year was going to come on just magically like a great idea. Well, who, who are they going to bring in? Who is there available for them to bring in? Does Sean Dyche fancy a, fancy a return back to management? I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, does is it Scott Parker just magically gets the job again? Give it gigs it till end of the season. Give it gigs it. <laughs> you got You're a job a fool. technicality on a legend who recommended you. You are nothing. You're a fool. And you're a waste of time. Good night. Good night. Oh, God. oh man. All right. Well, well excellent. But- We'll move on from that one. Uh, most transferred out players. I've taken this guy out of my team, Jesus. Uh, Reverend will not be happy with that one. That's another sin. Him, him Where is my your team. faith? Where is your faith, people? <laughs> he's he's gone out. The, he's gone out of the team. Two hundred twenty. Well, nearly two hundred thirty thousand managers. Salah is still getting shipped out. Thirty-five percent ownership. He's down to. And with that, uh, as we've already mentioned, the Premier League manager, uh, player of the month, Marcus Rashford, he's um, he's been shipped out by 225,000 managers already as well. He's on his way out, 14.5% ownership. It's tough because obviously coming into such mm. good form, fancied him against City as well. He could have been, a, you know, he could have been a good player for him. But let's uh, let's have a look at some injuries. But we've already kind of mentioned as well. Obviously, Rashford there, 25% chance with a thigh injury. We'll probably know very shortly within the hour if that is a, a definite. Um, and then elsewhere, Mitrovic, 50-50. I saw him with a massive ice bag on him, um, on his on his ankle. Um, so he's currently being assessed for 50-50. Anyone got any other updates on, on Mitro? None that I've no. seen. None Not that I've that seen. seen. Um, but, um, I, I saw, I saw, no I saw one it's like he was a, it was going to be interesting, but I hadn't seen him being ruled out. So that's why I, we said off air, everyone said off air that Mitrovic was out. And I was like, I'm not exactly sure if that's the case. Maybe that's me being biased because I want him to play because without him, my team is, you know, you know, to use a, to use an Aussie euphemism, it's up the creek without a paddle. Um, if it doesn't play, but um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, all right, and then uh, Rev, on to uh, yours, faithful, Jesus. 
Talk. Yeah, man, I I think um, I've got to agree with um, Blue Footed FPL Blue Footed in in the chat. I I do think that um, Jesus Out is is very um, I I like I get it because they play Spurs and then they play Liverpool and, and then they blank right in game week twelve, which is which is kind of fair enough. But I think Liverpool have looked extremely vulnerable defensively this season. I think Spurs aren't. Like as we've seen, you know they're not immune to um, to you know conceding. And I've just seen there Quentin from the Amateurs of Oz podcast there saying Jesus is about to turn spares into wine. And I totally agree, man. We are about to see some miracles from Jesus <laughs> coming on in. I I think they they both play quite high up the pitch, spares and. Um, and Liverpool, and I think that could just really suit his style. I get taking him out, though, because if you do have a, more than three Man City and Arsenal assets, you need to start trimming them down. If you've already used your wild cards and you've got more than three um, Man City and Arsenal assets, you, you do need to start taking them out of, of your team in order to prepare for the blank. Because I'm looking ahead to my game week 12, and I'm thinking... Like which three players out of the the five am I gonna save? So like you know Saliba, Martinelli, Jesus, Holland, and Bernardo. You know two of them have to go for me. Um, so you know I get it if you want to take Jesus out, but I might do that closer to game week twelve <laughs> as opposed to getting rid of him before he plays two quite vulnerable defenses. Yeah, and you, listen, you make some good points and, and so do the boys. Um, obviously, you can see where their angle's coming from. And I think, like from my side, it's, it's, it's more of a budget kind of one. I'm trying to work around the budget with a wild card. So I think that's from my point. But we'll get on to when we, when we do the preview uh, with our teams. We'll have a look at them and, and see what we can flesh out. I'm, I'm prone to changing my mind quite easily, so I don't mind that. <laughs> so we'll see see how that comes comes along with the wild card picks. Uh, elsewhere injuries, Patterson, as Ollie touched on, he brought him in obviously in the last game week, and now he's out for six weeks. Rev, you must be crying about this one as well. Oh, mate, I'm gutted because he's been amazing for us this season. If you're listening along and you, you don't know already, I am an Everton fan for my sins, and um. He's been amazing. He's been an absolute breath, breath of fresh air. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to, to Seamus Coleman. But, you know, he has been getting on a bit. It sounded like you were disrespecting him a little bit. No, no, he's 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 had his time, but it is time for him to move on. And the fact that we've got such a good good replacement, um, you know, is, is, is wonderful. But it's so frustrating to see one of your best players going and getting injured on international duty. You know, he's he's the best. He's the best fullback on Merseyside. You know, so <laughs> big shout, oh, big shouts. Steady on. Oh my goodness, uh, that is a that is a big shout. I think, but I think this is the other thing. Obviously, okay, fine, it. fine. I'll, I'll turn yeah. it down a little bit. The best Scottish fullback on Merseyside. Then fine. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, I think this is the thing with the wild card on game week eight, which a lot of people played, and then injuries start hampering them as well, don't they? So this is an, another reason the international break uh, and what it does and what it brings. Um, but obviously, we haven't got a Newcastle, our Newcastle uh, guy on today. I want to talk about, obviously, um, Isaac, um, as we call him. But So Chazza, I'm going to bring you in for this one. He's out for three game weeks. Obviously, he was hitting some good form as well. He's impressed since he's been in, hasn't he? He certainly has, and I really like the look of him. 
from what I heard, I think he scored against Bournemouth too. Can I just say it as it is? Go on. When Newcastle and Isaac were on form, it felt like it was before the Queen died, but I'm sure they scored after she died. It's been a very long time right now. But no, I did. It was very promising. And now he's out for three game weeks. I think it's just best to ship him off. I feel, from what I know, Callum Wilson is not far off from a return as well. He's he's probably not much fit, but I reckon he's probably going to start, isn't he? I can't imagine starting. Surely not. That's right. Because they're thin on striker options, Newcastle. Unless they want to go for Alan St. Maxman up front. You just don't know. I love the Wizard of Oz himself. But yes, um, short answer get him out. Yeah, get him out. There we go. <laughs> I love it. All right. Elsewhere, differential picks. Um, who's put this in the in the in the in the document tonight? Um, Sinistera. This has got to be the Not rev. Me. That is me. Go boss. on, rev. Take this one. You've got some yeah, differential so, picks for us. So uh, I think um, one of the things that um, people might be looking for is that six point five million pound price point, especially if they're on a wild card right now. And it's quite difficult because you don't want to bring in Martinelli. Because obviously, of the blank in game week twelve, you don't um, want to bring in ASM um, because he's he's got that little Dorito of death um, for for his injury. Obviously, Rashford was looking great, um, but then Ollie Walker uh, Peel decided to transfer him in, and, and that meant you know he got injured. So <laughs> you know one, that's that's one of the things that that we have to consider is that there are great options around this price point. But if you wanted an easy way to get to these players in in three or four weeks' time, one of the best ways that you could do that is with Sinistera from Leeds because they've got great fixtures. And also Sinistera has just um, scored a, a hat-trick over the international break as well. And he's been in great form beforehand and his fixtures aren't terrible either. So, you know, if you are looking for a player to be a placeholder for players like maybe even Erdegaard, you know, again, another great player around that price point who, again, is injured. While we wait to, to see which of these players are going to come back, go, go for Sinistera. Um, I reckon that, that could be um, a great show for you. Yeah, even in being a, a Leeds, not a big Leeds fan, I think that he's a great pick. He looked good, didn't he? And he scored an absolute screamer, didn't he? And he's uh, for his first goal. Uh, oh, I think so. Yeah. Incredibly so. naughty. Incredibly naughty. So not a bad pick. He, he definitely looked lively. So he, he got a hat-trick, as you said, as well, during the international break. That is not bad at all. Uh, elsewhere, Zaha. I mean, I picked him um, in my team before the break. He was he was definitely one I was looking at to get in, and you've noted him down as well, playing, uh, playing against Chelsea this week. You think he can get anything against Chelsea? Um, I think he's definitely to have one uh, to have on, on your watch list, for sure. I think one of the things that we don't know is how are uh, Graham Potter's Chelsea going to be defensively right now? Because obviously under Tuchel this season, you know, previously in previous seasons have been solid, but you know, the, the lack of um, defensive solidity this season really has been their undoing. So, you know, if you've got him, obviously keep him. Um, but if you're not quite fancy in the Chelsea fixture, then, um, you know, you can always bring him in next week and Chelsea have got an amazing run of fixtures uh, sorry, Palace have got an amazing run of fixtures uh, after after this week. So, yeah, defo. Yeah, and obviously on that note, uh, Chelsea leads at home, Leicester away, um, and uh, where we are, Wolves at, ho- uh, Wolves at home after that. But, Ollie, I was going to ask you, what do you think of how Graham Potter's going to go on at Chelsea? It's going to be interesting, isn't it? 
it's not the sack of the Tuchel wasn't something I saw coming. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, with Chelsea. Um, obviously, Graham Potter hasn't had the quality players at his disposal at Brighton that he will have now. No disrespect to Brighton, but Brighton are a team that have had to work hard and you know play some nice football. They've got some nice technicians, but they haven't got players, you know, world-class footballers that he potentially has now. Um, well, I don't know if I'd say world-class, actually, but you know what I mean. They've, they've got better players at Chelsea, is my point. Um, so maybe that might force him to change his style. I don't know. But he's a manager that goes well uh, wherever he goes. He improves teams wherever he goes. Um, he did that with Ostersons. He did it with Swansea. He's done it with Brighton. And, you know, you can see him doing it at Chelsea, but... It'll be interesting to see how he sets up. We could do with a bit of a sample size, a couple of games, maybe give it five, six games. And, you know, we've got a bit of a sample size as to how Potter's Chelsea will uh, will set up. Will there be a few spells on the way for uh, Mr. Harry Graham Potter? I don't know. But if he can uh, work his magic, work his wizardry, Chelsea might be his way, uh, on their way up the table. Yeah, and just while I've got you, who do you think he can get the best out of? So, who, like, in terms of FBL, and don't just say Reese James, right? Pick someone in that team, that squad, who Graham Potter is going to get the best out of like he has at Brighton. It's a tough one because obviously, sensibly... like asking the tough questions, mate. Reece James is the one, but you'd like to see him get a bit more out of the likes of Havertz and Pulisic who are potentially on the fringe, who we know both players have got talent. Have they shown it consistently? Not enough for mine, but we know the talent's there. So I'd like to see him get more out of those two. Um, that's that's what I would like to see because obviously you want to see players, you know, reach their potential. I think Pulisic and Havertz have both got a lot more to give. So if Graham Potter can get the best out of them, then I think there'll be a lot of opposition defenses who will be a bit worried about facing those two. Yeah, love that, Ollie. And I think Ziyech is like obviously yeah, another player like that in that Pulisic mold, isn't he? Who can get a lot more out of him. Uh, I've got a question for you, Chazza. Uh, and it's from Bluefoot, who's been jumping in the comments tonight. So thanks for joining. And if you you are new around here, guys, please do uh, drop us a subscribe. Get in the comments after the pod as well if you've got any more questions. But uh, give us a like as well. That would be greatly appreciated. But Chaz, how much consideration uh, do you give for international goals? Obviously, we mentioned Sinistera's bagged that hat-trick during that break, which Rev mentioned. It's different teams, different formations. Surely the chemistry of the club is more important. Do you think it's uh, just the confidence being carried over is why it's so important? Before I answer your question, can I just say FPL Bluefooted is absolutely on fire tonight. So kudos to him. Fair play. He's on. He's more on fire than I am. It's been a busy week. But international goals, I think your critical element is it enhances your confidence if you're able to get goals with that. And I just feel you have more freedom in the way you possess the ball when you do have that confidence back in your game and we saw an example of humans on not so much from an international context, but when you get that first goal and then it creates a domino effect. So formations are different. I know that, but I think confidence is the most important element out of all of it. Yeah, spot on, mate. I think that's same same for me. I think it's a, you know, you can carry that over. You, you have a good international break. You stay fit and healthy. Come back to your club, you know, uh, full of full of it, don't you? And you know, that's what confidence is. It changes games, changes players, 
were in that team. So, but great question, Bluefoot. Thanks for jumping in the comments. Uh, we are going to shortly move on to our preview and look at our teams and you know how it's going to look for us going into the break, going into game week nine. But if you've not downloaded the app already, uh, we've got you know we've got a lot of help this season from our friends at EPL Live. Um, they've got a great app. Uh, I use that for all like live scores and stats. You can download that on the Apple Store now, uh, but it's got all the content on there. We're pushing articles on there as well, which has been fantastic. So a big shout out to them. Uh, and that's where the hot tip from the, the Reverend goes as well. So lots of content from us, uh, a bit more than what maybe on the YouTube as well. Uh, and some, you know, Ollie's done a few shouts on there. We get the captain picks from uh, from Chazza as well. So big thanks to them guys. Um, and yeah, it, it's yeah, get it downloaded. It's in the comments below. And thanks for their support this season. But let's have a look at our teams. Um, let's go. I want to go Ollie Walker Peel. Uh, he has got his screen ready to share and his team are ready. So Ollie, let's have a look at your team for game week nine. It's it's not perfect. I just need to throw Pascal Gross in there um, to swap out Marcus. In fact, not, in fact, no, I am going to go with Rashford. That was the decision I made on the podcast. I think Rashford actually, I'm going to hope that he plays. And if he doesn't play, then Pascal Gross will obviously come in first sub because Patterson's, you know, in hospital or in the injury ward. In the FPL hospital, he's not actually in hospital, I don't think. Unless he is, <laughs> I have no idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's in the FPL hospital and he's on my bed. Here's my point. I was going to say the injury ward, but I wanted to switch it up um, because, you know, is what it is. Anyway. Anyway. Call me Leicester City before deadline day because I'm not making a transfer. Um, I am rolling over. I'm going to save the hits for next week. Um, but that's what you do. My dogs are going mental in the background. So they're obviously, you know, they're loving my selection as well, which is nice. Um, they're a fan of me rolling over, but... Why I roll over after a week like that, I'll never know. But uh, it is what it is, I guess. Well, what about what about this pick here? Seb's just jumped in the comments. Would you jump back, jump back on Bailey? Uh, he's gone with four nails. Would you consider Bailey for your team instead of Rashford if he does if he doesn't make it Would, instead of rolling over? Four point seven million is a bit expensive for Bailey when you can get it for about twenty quid down at your local uh, local alcohol shop. I tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I wouldn't be spending four point seven million on Leon Bailey. <laughs> I think there's there's a, there's better option than four point five with your uh, your Andreas Pereiras and the like. So no, I wouldn't bother going with Leon Bailey. We all had him at the beginning of the season. Did he do anything for us? Absolutely, diddly squat um, was what he did in the first couple of game weeks of the season. So I wouldn't bother. But maybe that's the the, the play that I need to get myself out of this hole because it's not going so well. I'll be rolling over. Same 11, a few fixture clashes. Look at that. I've got per <coughs> Perisic. My apologies, and Martinelli. You'll be in hospital next, mate, it sounds sure. like. Pascal Gross potentially playing against Alexander-Arnold. This game is going to be really, really fun, I reckon. <laughs> I think Sorry. it's time, for, time to get to game week 10 for you, mate. But thank you for your thoughts uh, on your team. And uh, obviously, you no, know, we do wish you wish you well. Uh, but let's have a look at Chazza. We're going to go to you next, mate. Your game week uh, is looking like... Oh, Jack, Jack, you've just gone to someone even worse, to be fair. Um... <laughs> Two free transfers, none in the bank. And as I stated before, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. But as a couple of players I do have in mind to get rid, there is Patterson, of course, from Ever Everton, who presents as the obvious one. But with no back, no change, 
There's no one really at 4.0 who's relatively playing. I think defence overall is fine. Alexander-Arnold, I get why people have there's been heavy sales on the transfer outs. But I think Brighton, without Graham Potter now, presents as an okay fixture for the Reds, better than I would have thought compared to when Potter was in charge. Another transfer idea I did have in mind is Diaz to James Madison, but then again, may even be a wait and see on the Colombian. Hazus is another interesting one too. Because I know I have Spurs and then I have Liverpool. But as you related to it earlier, their game plans do fit the way Gabriel Jesus likes to play his football. Mitrovic is also another concern being 50-50 this weekend after having his ankle bandaged from an international game. Can I just, firstly, I just want to cement this statement. I hate Nations League and international breaks. The Bruyne, there was a lot of hate in that. <laughs> De Bruyne stays for now, but I also get why I could move him on for some, but that would just be too knee-jerky. So a couple of considerations, but no cemented idea. Yep, all, all done. Yeah, did you want to have a look at my pick team section while you're at it? Or this is what go we're going to roll with. We're going for a 3-4-3 formation. Harlan will get a skip for now. It just seems to be the more obvious one. We'll get into more detail very shortly. And the bench, in fairness, sort of picks for itself. And maybe Neko Williams in the first slot and grows back to second. But I like Trippier. So as one of the new recent transfer in players, so he stays, of course. And Jack Harrison probably deserves another crack, but... oh. He's been very underwhelming since he's coming to the side. Yeah, like the Harrison one, it's it looked quite good. I think it was like was it game week three or four? Uh, he was looking pretty good. I don't know if you click on that, click on his uh, profile and see when it when he. I think when everyone was a bit hype about him. He I think he did get the goal. Was it game week three? Uh, he got the assist as well, as you can see there. Um, so that kind of versus Sinisteria, it was a bit of a better pick, wasn't it? So he he could still fire in that game. I mean, it's not a bad fixture, is it? Yeah. That's right. So that's my yeah. team. Not, yeah. not exciting or exhilarating, just like my personality. But there you go. <laughs> I think you're too hard on yourself, mate. I, like, I think you've still got a pretty you know, good team in there. Diaz won. I think it could be a, a, still a good good fixture. Uh, but if we're going to, uh, I'll go into my, oh no, I'll go into Rev's team because I've uh, I've triggered my card on us. So we can do my last. Oh, let's yeah. go, the Reverend. Let's have a look at your team, my friend. Yeah, I think I might have to confess an FPL sin myself because, as you can see... Go on, um, my son. Go on. Thank you, Father. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I've done something called making an early transfer and getting punished for it. So this week, I was really quite scared about the price rises for um, for James Madison because so many people were bringing him in. And I had just the exact amount of funds to do with two free transfers to do... Um, James Ward Prowse to Madison and Perisic to Patterson. And so I, I was like, you know what? Sack it. If, if we end up having to eat an injury, we have to eat an injury. And lo and behold, I've been punished. I've made the early transfer and, and now Patterson is injured. So that's a mistake on my part. I have to own that. Um, but it's it's the risk that you take. It's It's the game that you play. But at the same time, I'm really happy with my team. They're like my team looks like 
some of the wildcard teams that we're seeing um, already. You'll notice that the armband is on Salah. Um, we're, we're going with him. Afan, you know, scored a, a Hattie in the international break. You know, hopefully that does give him some comp- confidence like we were talking about before. And so, yeah, my front three is perfect. Tony, Holland, Jesus, really, I'm expecting all three of them to bag. Um, Trent, expecting returns from him when loads of people have transferred them out. I, th- I think it feels so weird to say that I'm I'm sat on two differentials this week in Trent and Salah, you know, <laughs> and, and not many people have got them. So I'm, I'm expecting a big rank swing this week. This, this week's going to be good for me. I, I can feel it. Is it is this the week that you leap over me? Is this what you say you're thinking? Um, is it I, a leap of faith? I have foreseen it, mate. <laughs> Everything that's going as planned, and and um, right, and, and right. I, I I do I do think this is the week. This is the week I get you. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I know you. I know you're a big thinker. You've had two weeks to think about this, and it's you get too it long, man. I, I know the Patterson <laughs> moment was a bit of an error, uh, so yeah. I, I, I sense a bit of panic in there. Now you try to back it up and back yourself, which I like. Uh, so <laughs> you got to wish you wish you good luck with it. But the team, listen, the team set up great. Looks looks solid. Yeah. Yeah. You've got well, I, I won't. Yeah. yeah. I won't be panicking as much as you when you're watching the. Um, Watching the Liverpool game, mate, without Salah in your team. <laughs> I've, taken, I've taken all my Liverpool assets out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I, I just, I can't believe I'm in this position. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be, a good, it's going to be really interesting this week because the, the meta's all over the place at the moment, and everyone's got different teams, which is exactly what we want to see in fantasy football. To be fair. Yeah, and just a question from Bluefoot there: uh, Would Patterson be starting if he was fit? But I guess that's a yeah because you because you brought him in. Um, no, Patterson will probably be first on my bench. Oh, okay, even because even because you brought yeah, him in though, yeah, yeah, because yeah. so it it wasn't a minus four. It was it was two free transfers this week. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be taking hits for players that that I wasn't playing. Um, so yeah, Patterson unfortunately does get relegated to that second slot. But you know, I've still got Saliba, I've still got Andreas. But over the next couple of weeks, I do need to think about Bernardo and I do need to think about Saliba in possibly getting them out the team and then, yeah. you know, finding someone else to, to bring in. Rev. Cheers, Rev. Oh, go on. Yeah, I'll just be very oh. quick. Um, look, I love your XI. I'm very jealous, but it lacks vibes. Can I tell you the, why? Go on. The, there's a lack of vibes. Go on. Saliba! <laughs> Need a bit more of that. <laughs> yeah, but it does. It, it, and to be fair, if there is ever a lack of vibes, Charles, I can always bring him. So, you know, that's that's why we're here, man. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get into this one then. I've I've hit the wild card. Uh, I've activated it. It is on. I've picked this team so far. Like I said, I'm I'm open to seeing what views are. I'd like each one of the panel to pick someone or an argument for a player not being in there or bringing a player in. So um, have a think about that just for a moment. Uh, obviously, before we went on air, I saw the Mitrovic one uh, with the 50-50, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to consider him, obviously. Um, I've left uh, Martinelli in there. I've left Zaha in there, Cancelo and Trips, Haaland, obviously, and the rest are pretty new. I put Soufal in there last minute just because I couldn't think of a defender who could fit the budget, uh, but De Bruyne has obviously taken a chunk of it. I'm... I'm not hugely confident on United, obviously, but they are getting, they have improved, but it's still a wait and see to see what happens. They've been drastically improved with Martinez and Varane at the back. Um, but yeah, 
pretty um, pretty open seeing what everyone got, everyone what everyone thinks. But Ollie, do you want to go first, mate? Would you pick a player that you think should be in there or shouldn't be in there? Ever so quickly, uh, how much are in the bank, Jack? Uh, let's have a look here, mate. I've got. Let's go on transfers. Because we can't help you with transfers Zip. on how much budget we've got to play with. We've got Nout. Right, we've okay. Now, now doing, mate. We've got absolutely nothing. So that makes things interesting because Sir Fowl would have been the one I would have said maybe have a look at improving, but you can't really. Um, Hence why he's in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's understandable. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think you can improve him. Here's Jeff. Oh, Jeff. here we go. Here we go. Fine, Tyler. Um, but no, I don't, I, I don't mind that team, um, to be honest. Um, I quite like it. There's players that you could obviously bump up. You know, there's that. I think the Madison is the interesting one for me. Um, there are a lot of players that are around 8 million. I know that players have gone up and down since then, like your, your Diaz's and your Kulisevsky's and whoever. But I think he's maybe the one that you could maybe look at maybe changing, but I don't mind it. All right. Cheers also. Madison, potentially for you to, uh, to consider. And obviously, Sue Fowl, you mentioned. Chazza, what about from you, mate? So just to get back to the question, because I've got a bit confused by all these answer. So okay. is it one player that I'm sort of against having in this team or one player? It could be, it could be either way. It could be either uh, way, mate. Yeah, mine's Harry Kane. Harry Kane to come in, yeah, instead of... I get why the double city premium option, but I actually reckon right now in the premium rankings, I rate Harry Kane higher than Karen De Bruyne, only by Mm. extremely slim margin. Yeah, right. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, I just like a consistency of Kane at the moment too. I know De Bruyne from from the back, from the top of my head, has been twice and the ceiling's incredible. But I just feel with Spurs coverage... And the contention ambitions for this season, I just feel it's going to be right up there. And we know his son has just got going, but I think Carrie Kane is just going to clock along most game weeks. All right. I like that one, Chazza. I think that could be a good one. Ollie's just woken up because he's like, oh, yeah, I've got Harry Kane. You've got Harry Kane yours, Ollie, haven't you still? Yeah, I've got him. I've got him. Yeah, I bet you're happy about hearing that one, though, weren't you, from Chazza? He's he's the only... Player who's really keeping my team together at the minute. So uh, any any compliments that my players can get, I'll take them. Yeah, a bit of a confidence booster for you there, mate. So Harry Kane, like it? I'll Holy consider hell. that Why one. Why did I give Thanks, Ollie a confidence booster? <laughs> <laughs> Just what he didn't need. All right, cut to the Reverend. What's he got? Yeah, I think um, I really like your team. I think one of the things that you're doing, which could be quite a dangerous thing, is like you're already booking in a transfer already so if if other issues come up in and around your team then you're going to have to react to that as well as the inevitable um having to sell one of your four arsenal and man city assets by game week 12 so if it was me i'd be thinking about obviously um sufal could possibly be um edison and uh, Martinelli, em- Emerson from West Ham. Sorry, yeah, Ed- or, yeah, 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 Emerson, Emerson from um, West Ham, and yeah. Martinelli could be Sinistera. Okay, and that way you you can just bench your three city assets, and then um, you could go into game week twelve without the headache of you know who do I sell? I like it. Um, well, obviously, cheers for your thoughts, lads. I do appreciate yeah, the feedback, and anyone in the comments, if you're watching live. 
feel free to uh, smash and bash the team or recommend any players that you think would be uh, should be in a wild card this week. It is a wild card team if you've just joined us. Um, so let us know. Uh, I am I am looking at the question marks over Metro, uh, but that and that could lead nicely for the Kane to De Bruyne instead potentially that Chaz recommended. Mm. So far, one obviously they've got good fixtures uh, West Ham, but it's it's not at that same form as Ian uh, Bluefoot suggested. Uh, Ollie Walker's favourite Gehi, um, another one Son for KDB. Like I'm a massive fan, a fan of Son. Uh, he came into my team, obviously, in game week eight. Um, so I would still consider him. He was in there earlier. But yeah, we'll see. But I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, we've got 24 hours from now, I guess. I think the deadline's 8 p.m. Aussie time. So is that 11 o'clock English time, Rev? Yeah, is that good? Does that sound about right for you, deadline? Perfect. So 24 hours, less than that to uh, sit on that and, and see what happens. Uh, but captain, captain's corner for this week. Chazza, you are back my friend. Uh, you're going to help us with our captain picks and then we'll reveal who we're thinking for captains as well. But Chazza, you can uh, take it away, my friend. Oh, seems a weekly signer. You can take it away on the dance floor, but except I don't have any moves at the moment. I'm talking from a physical sense. It's all about the mind game. That's what Fantasy Premier League is all about. So we'll start off with two of the City players in Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne and in fairness, I'm not going to say much on Haaland because we all know what to expect from the Norwegian himself. He's got 23 more fantasy points than any other player in the game. He's returning every game week. And his last two home games, he's had back-to-back hat-tricks. So what more can I say about him? But the De Bruyne one is relatively interesting. So prior to his double-digit haul against Man United in the corresponding fixture last season, he only managed roughly two returns in roughly 11 league appearances, which is a big surprise. However, it did register a brace alongside an assist in their 4-1 win against Man United last season. And the Belgian man himself does have the most assists thus far in the campaign with six, which is two more than the runner-up currently in Arsenal's Bukayo Saka. Mohamed Salah, out of all people, comes into the frame yet again and with the Brighton change of management, he's actually in fairness, project got the second highest projected points for the coming game week with 6.5, thanks to fantasyfootballpundit.com and his recent record against Brighton is quite pleasing in itself. In his last 10 league meetings, he's managed to score six goals and chunk out five assists, if you don't mind me. And from a captaincy front, when you think about it from the whole landscape, he proves as a differential. His ownership has slashed by half since since the beginning of the campaign and it's been scratched now at 35%. And as we mentioned to you earlier, he's the second most transferred out. So, I mean, if you want a big jump, by all means, go for him. And just hope for your sake, he returns. Harry Kane comes with a bronze medal cab off the rank and... What's a quote from Mohamed Gandhi? It's like, you never trust the early kickoff. Well, I reckon you can on this occasion because his record against Arsenal is irresistible. 15 league appearances. He's scored 13 goals alongside an assists. And his stats so far this campaign back it up too. He's second for expected goals with an XG of 5.35 and third for expected assists with an XA of 4.17. 
and we sort of was it never back yellow kickoff yeah geez i hate my life sometimes but his stats right now for harry kane shows how well-rounded he is as a player and we saw in the campaign where when he was managed by jose Mourinho and how much of a brilliant start he got earlier in the season from what i think it was the 2020 21 campaign sun and him just on fire Ivan Tony is the other one, fourth off the rank, and differential I classify as. He does rank inside the top 10 players overall in the game for the most points scored within the last six game weeks with 30. But in fairness, it did majorly contribute from his hat-trick against Leeds United in their 5-2 home win. Now, we knew we know he does have penalties, but from what we saw in the game too, he also has three kicks in his locker. So... This only enhances his chances of adding more returns to his name over the course of the season. And the best overall saying from him within the opening campaign was, we know he did get on some good run at times, but his start to the season, especially this time last year, was underwhelming to say the least. His opponents, Bournemouth, do have the fourth worst expected goals conceded with 12.4. However, they have conceded 19 already only Leicester have shipped more with 22. And just under a quarter of them came from the Seagulls' nest in Brighton. James Madison is the final one, but the thing is you'd have to wait until all the way till Monday night. But the attacking midfielder has come away with a respectable record to this date with three goals so far in the campaign, alongside an assist... And with this, he is returning all bar one of Leicester's games in which the Foxes have scored. And the former Premier League champions are likely to have chances come their way against the Forest. And looking at Nottingham Forest's clean sheet prospects this weekend, it is the third lowest percentage with 17%, thanks to some bookies off fantasy football pundit with 17%. So, and Leicester do love to attack themselves. And this is also evident in the facts that Forest have conceded 14 goals in their last four league matches. Although, there's a caveat to it, eight of them have come against Man City and Tottenham. And the other six came against fellow newly promoted sides in Bournemouth and Fulham. That's it for another edition. Thanks for coming. But by all means, pick responsibly. Wow. Um, I was I was gone at Gandhi quote. Um, but if you want stats on stats about what captains to pick, um, Captain's Corner is the place to be with Chaz. CC uh, with Chaz is epic. Thank you, Chaz, for all your efforts and your hard work and your research on there. There was a, a couple of comments uh, from a, a couple of fans in there. Mike nearly left the chat about the Kane shout. You're an actual Arsenal fan, aren't you, Chaz? I am, and I fear every time when he steps on the pitch against us he just he seems to score when he gets a chance he just bags it into the net he did score from he get a, got a golden assist i think it was in their 2-0 win at tottenham hotspur stadium and north london derby he, i don't think he got a return against us at the emirates last campaign it would have been son who got the goal but all the previous seasons before that he's the most dangerous player on the field yeah and we know certainly what he's capable of going ollie that all the Lamella, uh, the Lamella Rabona that season because that was the that was one of the behind closed door seasons, wasn't it? The, the, yeah, the, the Rabona. yeah, the Rabona goal too, which was awarded goal of the season as well. 
Was it the Puskas? Did, did that win the Puskas? I, I, I saw, yeah, it's Puskas. Yeah, that Riley McGree award, whatever that player's name from Newcastle Jets should have won. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that. And for those who don't know, Newcastle Jets are in the A-League, if you are listening in the UK and you're not too sure. Uh, or, Riley McGree, McGree did score an incredible goal <laughs> with that. Um, was it Scorpion? Yeah, it was. Oh how, it didn't, how it didn't win, I'll never know. Yeah, not too anyway, sure Anyway, we there. digress. We digress. <laughs> Listen, we can chat about it about that. But uh, Madison, I think it was a good shout in there as well for the captain's one. Um, you know, some people may be a bit afraid to back him with the captain's armband, but Chazza has recommended him there. But captain captain picks for your teams this week. Ollie, where are you going? I'm going with the Nordic Meat Shield himself. Erling Haaland is a perfect captain at this point. And I'm going with him. Yeah, fair enough, man. Uh, the Reverend. I've got to back the FPL GOAT, which is Mo Salah, um, against, you know, the um, recently manager change, the Brighton at home. I, ju- I just think he's going to score two or three. So hopefully outscores Haaland and, and justifies my decision. I like it, mate. I like it. And Chazza, just to confirm where you're going, I think you mentioned it earlier, but go again. Uh, I'm going for the meat shield wiper um, in Haaland because he just wipes defences apart. You have to say it as it is there. Yeah, well, luckily, Maguire's probably not going to play at any minutes. Well, he's definitely not going to play in a minute. So he may be able, we might be able to prove you wrong there. Hopefully, De Gea can uh, do it. But as Mike just mentioned, then, oh no, if Ollie picks Harland, injury coming. <laughs> hey, look, maybe, maybe if I captain Harland, FPL becomes more interesting. Maybe yeah. I'd. Uh... Maybe I've been sent by FPL Towers to make FPL more interesting. Oh, man. Oh, Even the chat knows that you're cursed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't, don't come at me in my Twitter DMs if Harlan gets injured because I've captained him. It's not my fault. There's now I can do, um, but hopefully he doesn't. There's going to be an angry mob after you, I think, Ollie. Yeah. Just before we leave, lads, uh, we have uh, the, our Newcastle correspondent has jumped in and he can now bring us his preview and also his, uh, well, his game week review and his preview. So I'm, I'm dying to hear from Elliot because we haven't heard from him for ages. So let's, let's see what he had to say. Cheers, boys. And hello to everyone who is obviously watching along to the Game Week 9 preview podcast. Unfortunately, I can't be uh, there live, so I'm doing a little pre-record for my team selection and my captain pick for Game Week 9. It's disappointing. Um, it feels a while since you know we've had any sort of Premier League football or FPL to really talk about. Um, and everything this week's been about Dominic Solanke all over Twitter. So I haven't really been paying too much attention to it, to be honest, because it's really bored me. Um, and the, the constant debate back and forth of is he worth it, is he not, has really just taken me out of it for this week. But Premier League football is back this weekend. Um, I cannot wait to, you know, sit down, watch a couple of the games, watch the highlights. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, we had interruptions because of the Queen passing and we just had the international break. So it's brilliant to have club football back this weekend. In terms of FPL for me, My team's looking quite similar after my wildcard two game weeks ago. Uh, It's going to be Nick Pope in goal for this week. Um, Got a nice fixture against Fulham. Mitrovic, he's got an injury cloud over him. Um, 
potentially injured in his international game for Serbia. He was seen limping off with some ice around his ankle. So that would be a huge boost for Newcastle and for me, but not a huge boost for a lot of people who would have him in their FPL teams. I'm hoping he doesn't play because I think we're much more of a chance, but I know a lot of people will uh, not be too happy with me saying that one. Kieran Trippier, Jao Cancelo and Reese James is my back three for this week. Um, Obviously, Man City, I've got a triple up. They've got Man United this week. I think they're going to put up a fight. I do think City will end up beating them. Reese James got Crystal Palace. Um, Graham Potter, going to see what he's all about uh, in this game. I really think, you know, if Chelsea can get a, the robust def defence back they had um, in the past two seasons under Tuchel, then I think, um, you know, obviously, because I've got the, the double up, I've got Fafana and Reese James. Um, I think that's really going to do a lot for me. And then Trippier, same as Pope. Um, he's a set piece. Obviously, set-piece beacon is Trippier. He gets assists, he gets goals. So, fingers crossed for more of the same with that. Jared Bowen starts my midfield, and he is the one transfer I'm considering making. Um, I opted to go with Bowen instead of Madison on my wild card, and I'm potentially going to be transferring Bowen out for Madison. I'm undecided yet. I know. I've done a ready. I'm sitting on the fence still. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. I'm thinking Madison in for Jared Bowen is going to be my potential transfer but i'm not too sure it's going to take me right up until deadline to uh to decide so keep an eye out on the socials on my twitter page my handle is on screen there and um, to find out what my locked in team looks like then we got ward prowse has got a nice game against everton really hoping for a return from him and then martinelli and de bruyne with difficult fixtures but i'm thinking you know they've been firing all season there's no reason that they can't do it on the big stage um, in two derbies, we have some brilliant games of football this weekend, the Manchester derby and the North London derby as well. And then I've got Tony, Mitrovic and Haaland up top. At the minute, the captaincy is on Haaland. I'm really debating going Tony. Um, I'm just, I want to be a bit different and I don't know, I need to get points back. I think it is suicide to go against Haaland um, this season in FPL, but I do need to get some points back because I'm starting to drop a little bit more than I would like to. So that is another potential um, change that I'll make. And then I've got Mitrovic as well. Again, not too sure if he's going to be fit to play. We haven't really heard too much about him. So I've obviously got cover on my bench with Nico Williams as my first sub. They've got a fairly favourable fixture against Leicester. Um, Leicester obviously haven't been the best this season. And then Wesley Fofana and Andreas Pereira as well. So that is my team heading into game week nine. As I say, some brilliant games of football this weekend. Uh, the sun is beginning to shine here in Melbourne, Australia and Australia wide. I know it's getting a bit gloomier in England, but if you're in Australia, if you're in England, anywhere in the world, enjoy the football for this weekend. And uh, fingers crossed, all of your FPL dreams can come true in this game week. But boys, enjoy the rest of the podcast and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. What a guy, yeah? What I felt like he was in the studio. What a guy. Was... <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> he was um he looks a lot older. I haven't seen him for like four weeks now, so he, he looks, looks older. older. <laughs> I think he looks like eleven from Stranger Things. But <laughs> I'm half expecting him to be like this like on his team whenever they blank. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd love to see him do that <laughs> with that haircut, man. Might, might have to get a little gift going with that, mate, and get get him after get it happening. But um it was good to hear from El there and he's obviously uh yeah, a bit of sunshine coming from Melbourne this weekend as well, which is very strange from us. But that brings us to the end of the podcast. We have had a yeah a good catch up here. Uh, we've been on 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 the podcast for about an hour and fifteen now. So hope you've enjoyed it. Listen, thank you to everyone for joining. Um, jump in the link tree, the captions to find out how to get involved in our leagues if you're not already in them. 
And please, uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, give us a hit the like button, subscribe, and make sure you turn your notifications on if you're listening uh, on podcast or watching on YouTube. Uh, any support you can provide is superb. It really does help. A big thank you to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, as well, as always, supporting us and the community. Make sure you check out the details, how to get involved. They compare bookies promotions and take advantage of the bonuses that they provide. It's free to set up and, and use, but there is a premium option, and you can use our affiliate code, the FBL Addicts, in there to get 25% off the premium uh, subscription. But that is all for us. Um, you know, going into game week, Nine, excited. I'll finish up my wildcard very shortly, hopefully. And thank you for your comments um, and join us. But uh, we will see you next week. Uh, we should have Reverend on for the game week preview and Reedy maybe for a celebrity appearance on Tuesday. So you'll hopefully be reviewing then, bringing all the stats. Um, and Ollie and Elliot should be doing a Champions League one very soon as well. Uh, and keep your eye out for A-League Fantasy as well for our Aussie listeners. We're going to be hopefully providing a bit of content for you guys there. Good luck with your teams this week, especially if you're on a wild card. Uh, may all your FBL dreams come true and we'll see you next week. That is all for now. <laughs>